0: You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Tech Fan Podcast number three hundred and ninety-six, and with that music you could probably guess that David Cohen and I are going to do our I don't know what you call it, review. It's not really a review. It's our thoughts. It's our thoughts, yes. very good, on Avengers Endgame. And uh, wow, David, this this thing made $2 billion so far as we record that.
1: <laughs> it's made more than the the the, um, the the following three or four movies in the top ten all-time things. It's made more than that already than each of those made in their totality of their run.
0: It's, and it's two weeks. Yeah. So obviously we're going to get to that in the second half of the show. Spoilers. (laughs) It's made $2 billion. I think anyone who's interested in it that actually listens to the show has probably seen it, so...
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll, hey, we'll flag it up so you can skip that part of the show if you don't want to, yeah, but... Uh, it's going to be I, the second half. What I find interesting about the two billion, though, is, is it's so much more than Avengers Affinity War made that presumably that means there's a certain number of people who are going to see the second one who haven't seen the first one.
0: Well, that's just domestic and international box office at the movies. you got to figure a lot of people saw it on video.
1: Oh, uh, right. Okay, fair enough.
0: Yeah. You know, um, because, I mean... I went and saw uh, Infinity War at the theater, but then I bought it the day it came out in iTunes. Mm-hmm. So I've seen Infinity War probably four times. Right. Mm, yeah, probably that. At least parts of it four times. Yeah. Um, But let's uh let's go back in time a little bit and talk about... We, we had some fun we a, did. a couple <laughs> episodes back, and I introduced you and the listeners, some of them to wish.com and we put a little challenge together um, wow. we put a $10 limit on spending and who can get the coolest or the techiest or something a little bit of a competition I have no idea what you bought you have no idea what I bought Yeah. and so Me. we both received our items at this point, yes?
1: so yeah, it would be interesting to see whether we ordered the same thing be given bearing in mind they have so many items on the store, it's probably unlikely
0: yeah, yeah, but, I would guarantee we don't. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I, I ordered a laser,
0: hmm.
1: um, and this was kind of billed as a a laser that will go probably about three, four kilometers and will burn things and all of that stuff. It, it's not quite that good. I haven't managed to burn anything with it, but it is certainly the most powerful laser I've ever had, um, and it was about $8. So, wow. Uh, there you go that's so pretty this, cool to the label yeah according to the label this is a 5 milliwatt laser it's about the size of a large uh, kind of a medium sized maglite flashlight um a green laser um and it kind of you well know, it has a key at the bottom so you can turn it on and off for safety as well as a, an activation button and I tell you it is very very bright when I first got this um I pointed it out of the window it was an overcast day uh, in the afternoon, and I pointed out over the window, and there were trees probably about they 've got to be about six seven hundred feet from the, my back window and going through the glass to those trees, I could still see the green spot in a in daylight on the trees that 's how powerful the laser is so it 's yeah considerably better than your average laser pen i wouldn 't want to look at this directly because I think it would um kill on you on the risk of perhaps well it won't kill me but I think I think you could <laughs> probably uh, up, upset your eyesight for a minimum of a few days and potentially permanently with it um, it is amazing at night you could use it for quite easily for pointing things up in the, into the stars in the sky because the beam go, just goes forever it really does
0: I, um, I bought one it was a pocket sized laser but it was a green yeah. laser years and years ago back when I was at Mac Specialist and i remember sitting in the parking lot at max specialist and about a quarter mile half mile away was an apartment building and i could light up that apartment yeah. building with it yeah uh, not the whole apartment yeah. but i mean you could see the dot on the apartment you, you could see the dot on
1: it yeah this is this is a similar sort of thing it's incredibly powerful now uh, i while this isn't strictly illegal in the they uk are here. uh it, it's kind of frowned upon because it's too powerful. Mm-hmm. Certainly the, the, ones you, the ones you meant to use kind of for pointing things out in a classroom, the late, the laser pen type ones, are supposed to be less than the mil- milliwatt. This is purportedly five, though I suspect it's probably a little bit less than that because I think the Chinese stuff tends to overstate the specs a little bit. But little it's bit. still a pretty neat and powerful gadget for the sort of money I paid for it. And it arrived in 10 days or so. Uh, and, yes, I, I can't imagine I would have been able to get this anywhere else locally.
0: Um, well, my item was uh, less than 10 days. In fact, I had it when you and Owen were doing the last episode. Okay. By the way, I really enjoyed you and Owen's episode. Shared, really share good. the
1: love. What is it?
0: Well, I uh, this is something that I've been meaning to pick up for a while. And I spent $8. Imagine that. And it mm-hmm. is a HD... TV antenna with amplifier. Okay. So it's a super quality. I love that. Freeview <laughs> signal amplifier TV radius surf antenna. It's the DVB-T DVB-T2 aerial HD. I mean they couldn't put more crap in here.
1: Well, DVB-T2 Freeview are all standards. Yeah. Uh, you know, for Freeview for instance is the is the UK digital TV signal service. So. I guess that's why this. So I figured,
0: out. I figured. Yeah, I'm not going to be a cord cutter anytime soon. Uh There's too many, two or three channels that my wife watches that you're not going to get over the air, and they don't broadcast over the internet. So, yeah, you know, I'm not. I'm not cutting Comcast off anytime soon. And even yeah. if I did for the TV, I would still use them as the internet provider. Mm-hmm. But I kind of wanted to see, you know, how many signals can I get? Free TV, right? It mean, yeah. sounds cool. And I've seen really good quality uh, over-the-air HD broadcasts because there's no compression when they do it over the air. Yeah. So realistically, it should be a better picture than what you'd get from standard cable, even HD. So, Mm -hmm. I, you know, looking at the picture, I thought it was a lot bigger than (laughs) than it is. Yeah, you get that a lot with Uh,
1: online stuff.
0: Yeah, it's about uh, twelve inches or so by. Well, maybe 14 inches by six inches. Um, You can stick it to a window. It's an indoor or outdoor, Um, but I don't know how you put this. It's a 240-mile range TV antenna. Right. Well, that's that's close enough to pick up Chicago and Detroit for me. Yeah. And Grand Rapids, Michigan. And so I Mm -hmm. should get, you know, you would think, hundreds of channels, right? And do you? I get eight. You get eight. I get eight. You okay. just pinged me.
1: Yeah, I know. I don't know why that happened.
0: <laughs> so I get eight channels. Uh, two of them are Spanish-speaking, okay. which doesn't do me any good. I don't speak Spanish. Uh, one maybe of the, those are oh, very,
1: very long. Maybe those are very, very long-range. They're coming from the
0: Mexican border. Oh, yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> it's people manning the wall. Um, yeah. And one of them is a, a radar. Like the weather radar thing.
1: Oh, what? Like an image of the weather radar.
0: Well, it's it's actually moving. You know, it's it's the yeah, radar. But, yeah,
1: but, it, but it's but it's a video of. Uh, it's like yeah. the weather. It's like the thing the guy weather guy has behind him when he's it, doing exactly.
0: Thing. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then a couple of the local sta- stations, and that's it. That's all I get. Um right. So you think, oh, for eight bucks you get eight channels. That's that seems like a it's a bucket channel basically, right? That's a good deal. Well, oh. the problem is uh, artifacts galore. yeah um, it, it, I can't figure out if it's interference or it's just where I have the antenna placed, but uh, I, I, it's probably I, the electronics in your device to be honest i, don't
1: I also know. i have a I have a TV here that's a cheap supermarket TV yeah it was one my mother-in-law used to have actually, uh, and on our plugged into our um, rooftop aerial it glitches all the time on random occasions. Sometimes it's perfectly fine. Other times it's virtually unwatchable. And I'm, I've tried boosters and everything like that, and none of the other houses in the TV on the same antenna have the pr- same problem. I'm convinced it's the electronics in the TV are just
0: like The HD uh, receiver in the TV itself is just crap.
1: Yeah, and I, and I suspect that's the problem you're having as well with glitching, is that just the discriminators and the stuff you have in there to process a signal is either too slow, or it doesn't work properly, or um, it's badly implemented in such a way that you get glitches.
0: Yeah, well, um, on a 1 to 10, where do you rate your wish purchase?
1: Uh, I'd probably give it a solid 7. Oh. Uh, it's perhaps slightly under uh, overbuild in terms of how capable it is but actually it is a very powerful laser i can visually see that so it kind of does what it says on the tin and for the money um i'm happy with it i could, you could easily pay the same sort of money and just get a cheap laser pen um, and I, what I was expecting was to get effectively a one-milliwatt laser pen that had kind of been overbilled as being more powerful than it was. And actually, what I've got is a more powerful laser. So I would give it a solid seven
0: for the money. I, I would give mine a, a three-and-a-half, maybe four at the most. Yeah. Uh, it's it's fairly cheap. Um, it's not as capable of it as I was hoping. The TV itself isn't responsible for pulling signals. This antenna is in 240-mile range is BS. Um, yeah. you know, maybe eventually I'll open a window, and because I do actually have a, an unused aerial, maybe I'll yeah. see how far up that aerial I can put it, and see if I can get anything else in. But I, I think you won the uh, the first Wish dot com challenge. But and I, I you've think got this a is much better. Yeah.
1: yeah, this is the problem with with this sort of things. So obviously, this stuff is being sourced straight out of factories in China, um, and we know. With, when we buy that sort of stuff off Amazon or from other places, that quality can vary, and it's probably normally independent of either the brand name or the price. Sure. Um, it just depends on wh- who they were sourcing from what that week and whether the people who were putting that, that um, component together were cutting costs or were doing a proper job. Um, and sometimes you luck out, sometimes you don't. Um, and that's that 's kind of the the, the risk you, you you take and obviously this wish got comes off you 're not returning anything so you no, 're spend- stuck with
0: whatever you buy
1: exactly yeah you, so you 've got to You've got to be sure that, you know, you can live with it being garbage when it turns up, which is why we only spent $10 on these things rather than rather than more. I've got to say, I've, I've bought a pile, of, as, I, as I mentioned, I think last week, I've bought a pile of other stuff from them. Um, and the majority of it I've been extremely happy with, particularly the sort of thing that's hard to get anywhere else. And I, I sent a picture of this to you of my son wearing a, uh, a hoodie that looks like the uniform jackets from the, the, the TV or uh, the Orville TV show um and you know what it was i think it was twelve dollars something like that you wouldn't be able to buy it in walmart for that um certainly not branded stuff i mean it's probably it's probably not officially licensed of course
0: no i would imagine it's not
1: i've never seen anything like that anywhere else uh and it's really kind of cool and i like the picture
0: that's a cool looking jacket it is if you like the orville
1: if you like, the Orville, which Alexander and I are both fans of. And when he saw it, he was, he was amazed and thrilled, I've got to be honest. I've also bought um, the sort of things that, that are good for kids. Like, you know, I got Alexander a Fortnite keyring that looks like one of the uh, axes the default character carries, which he's thrilled with. And again, I've never seen anything like that anywhere else. I got Harry Potter stuff for Charlotte. I got um, a golden snitch that's a fidget spinner. Uh, again, that is really kind of cool and that again some of this stuff you go on to the things like the the enamel badges and things like that yeah, you go on there and they're actually free you just have to pay the cost of shipping which right. is bizarre yeah uh, and the stuff turns up and it you know it's as i said most of what i bought i've been pleasantly surprised by the quality and the speed of it arriving so you know if you if you like that sort of useless tchotchke
0: then i recommend wish.com so speaking of wish. com uh, Joseph a listener wrote in he says, "Wow, you got me looking at that damn wish site reminds <laughs> me of uh, Johnson Smith and uh, harriet com. the back pages yeah. of uh, popular mechanics and the sky mall catalog Sky Mall catalog all rolled into one and yeah, I bought something or two or three <laughs>
1: yeah it is it is hard to resist if you, it, certainly if you if you're kind of you know the technical geek type bent." like we are there's a lot of um interesting stuff on there
0: a lot of tchotchke stuff yeah Yeah. uh scott on twitter wrote regarding y2k i I worked with a nutty survivalist type at the time who actually built a bunker in the hills uh in preparation of y2k the guy was a little freaky sometimes
1: yeah we've we've actually (laughs) been watching a show on netflix called doomsday preppers yeah where um it's a national geographic show where they basically interview people who are doing exactly that are building these things you know they're all a little bit odd um they uh they were a lot you know, somebody we were watching the other night they had like 15 years worth of food and 15 years worth of ammunition and had built themselves a compound out of shipping containers and all of this kind of stuff and they're they're often a little bit off the wall but uh yeah um i don't i'm, I'm trying to remember what what did this Oh, they, oh, this particular guy was convinced, this was not white Y2K, he was convinced that the Earth magnetic pole was going to shift, and when it did, all the continents would move, and that would kill all the crops, which meant everyone would be looking for food. <laughs> I'd rather
0: just not yeah. survive.
1: <laughs> well, the point is, his science was pretty much off. But there you go. Um, you know, he... he he, he, this guy could, could definitely film his own series of The Walking Dead using his own sets, put it that way. Um, so, yeah, those guys, that's, that's what it is. But, you know, people sometimes are terrified of all sorts of things. Um, we are. also talked about... We also talked about... Um, the uh software problems with the boeing 737 and yes. uh, brendan sent yeah brendan sent in a um uh, an article which actually uh, this was a this was something i was aware of it was actually a, a crash report of a um chinook helicopter the chinook is the double-bladed military large carry helicopter you see in you've seen them used a lot in afghanistan and uh, and iraq um and quite a few years ago, there was um, some military types, some military intelligence types, being flown back from Northern Ireland on one of these, and it crashed into a mountainside off Scotland. I remember uh, that. Yeah, and the, and the pilots were blamed, of basically saying they were flying too fast. They weren't aware of where they were. They weren't aware of the. Um, they were flying too fast for the conditions because there was low visibility, and they should have they should have been aware that there was a mountain there and not flown into it. Turns out, uh, after quite a lot of investigation and quite a lot of. Um, people accusing the military of, of covering up or not investigating properly that these Chinooks had a new software package that had known problems with identifying um, height around them and uh, could be confusing and uh, mis- misrepresent what was going on with the aircraft and in fact had caused several crashes or several near crashes and in fact the pilots should not have been blamed whatsoever uh, and it was completely a, a Boeing software problem. And they were eventually exonerated, but only after having their names, their dead names, driven through the mud for killing all these military intelligence types for many, many years before uh, Boeing and the military fessed up to the fact that it was a software problem. So, um, sounds like unfortunately history repeating
0: itself there. Sounds cool, yeah, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, nice. That's what that's what we pay our tax dollars for.
0: Uh, Scott also sent us on Twitter. I find it hard to believe that the price of Disney Plus won't go up over time, but still, it's so nice. And I replied to him that, uh, of course, it's going to go up over time. I, I don't know any streaming service or any any service that over time doesn't go up. I don't think yeah. that's kind of the point. I think the point is that they're hitting the ground running with tons of content. Um, it's Disney, so you know it's probably going to be kids safe. And it's affordable. They're hitting the ground at an affordable rate. I don't think Disney is expecting people to to cancel their Netflix subscription, which, by the way, also just went up. Uh, I think I'm at thirteen bucks or fourteen bucks a month now. Might mm-hmm. even be seventeen. I don't remember. I just went shrugged my shoulders and said, eh, it is what it is. Um, yeah, of course it's going to go up, but I think Disney is doing this extremely smart in that. They had to have a meeting and said, look, people aren't going to cancel their Netflix the day we come out. So let's make ours extremely affordable. So they're going to want to subscribe to us as well as Netflix. We're not going to make people choose. And as time goes on, we'll, you know, you get more original content and all that. Um, But Disney actually came out and said that they expect to lose money on Disney Plus for the first five years. Yeah. That it's not going to be, you know, a revenue generator for them, really.
1: Yeah, and and that's going to be a loss leader. Yeah, the thing is, is that even if they tripled the price, it'd still be worthwhile. Yeah. Um, you know, we do, if they do, if as the price does go up, and it does tend to go up over time, it goes up a couple of dollars a month. Yeah. That as as often is is instead said it's the price of a coffee yep. yeah in in most circumstances if you can afford to have a streaming service and the internet to, to use it then um it's very very good value for money no matter how much you pay for it
0: well i um, also think that this is a gateway drug in that yeah. you know this is not the only way disney makes money netflix makes money solely by netflix that's the streaming service, what you pay for, that's the only way Netflix makes money. Disney Plus is not even close to the only way that Disney makes money. You know, yeah. they just made $2 billion on Avengers Endgame. I mean, yeah. you know, the theme parks, the movies, uh, the toys, the video games. they This is just a, a little something. You know what I was thinking about the other day? What would really be cool on Disney Plus, which would... Quite honestly, set it apart a little bit. What if they had live cams that you could tune into at the various Disney theme parks on Disney Plus? Mm-hmm. That would be kind of cool, wouldn't it?
1: Uh, well, I I think you'd have to do it well to avoid the creep creep factor.
0: Yeah, well, you know, I mean, you just have be- you, you have a an overview of what the parks doing that day. Yeah, you can go there and you can see the rides are going, and you know maybe you got one cam that's sitting on the front of a roller coaster. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. Um, you know, just, just yeah. bring the, the idea of the theme parks to people at home. Cause you're going to make people want to go to the theme park. Well, you you know full well that they are going to do specials from the
1: theme parks. They are sure. going to do tours of the theme parks. They are going to do planning guides for the theme parks. And you know, this is the thing they, they're going to, try and sell you on other disney products all the time that's going to be part of the deal and that's kind of what you know what you're getting into but you know that that is a big draw for a lot of people and um yeah i mean how much did you pay for that copy of infinity war on itunes uh 20 bucks probably Twenty bucks, right so for less than that you can get one month's worth of disney plus and watch infinity war as many times you want yeah so you know it's it's makes sense it's and it's the oh. it's that huge catalog of content they've acquired and those companies they've acquired over the years that makes it a truly valuable service and uh, it's going to be pretty much no brainer for a lot of people.
0: It's uh, I'm in. Yep, me I, I too. Mean, they're going to get my money. Yeah. Uh, in the news, did you see the uh, trailer for the Sonic movie, Sonic the Hedgehog? I did.
1: I watched it this morning actually because uh. I thought this might come up today.
0: Uh, it looks so bad. And here's the thing. It it looks like a bad movie, number one. I mean, it just looks like garbage. Yeah. Um, and, and, but the first time I saw it was before I read anything about it, fan reaction, whatever you want to call it. And I watched it and I thought, that doesn't look like Sonic at all. And he looks really super creepy. And it looks like I'm not the only one because... The backlash to this trailer has been epic
1: yeah they 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 trailed the trailer they'd had some some images which showed sonic's shadow uh there had been a couple of of image of stills from the movie that came out a few months ago, and people were concerned about how the character looked. The problem is is that he's not as he he looks too skinny he's covered in fur. Um, including his hands, which, you know, if you know the co- the, the, car- the character from the from the game, he's, he's got white hands. He's got those white kind of cartoon glove hands and everyone kind of expects those to be gloves. Whereas in the movie, he's, they are white hands, but they appear to be furry hands. Yeah. Uh, he's got spindly little legs and uh, he's also got a mouth full of teeth. which <laughs> just...
0: It looks guess, creepy. The
1: first time you see him, it kind of sets you on edge. Now, I think... I think they've tried to embrace that. It looks like the plot of this is that Sonic is some sort of alien um, who's come to save the world. I, I, I mean, yeah, you're right. The the plot looks terrible. Jim Carrey is playing um, Doctor Eggman, Doctor Robotnik, whatever you, you want to call him, depending on where he, where the game was seen, uh, and uh, he's kind of hamming it over the top, um, and it, you know, it it doesn't seem to be working. And uh, the plot seems fairly derivative. James uh, James Marsden he has terrible choice in scripts. He yes. he's appeared in some terrible terrible movies, and here he is in the lead in this one, and it's pretty much going to tank his career. He needs to stick to TV because he does good stuff on TV, but his feature film stuff is terrible. I never thought he was any good in the X Men. Uh, no. I thought he was he was bland and one dimensional and. Um, yeah, it, 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 the whole thing just seems like a, a bad a bad idea uh, and and really looks like it's going to reinforce that thing of, you know, video games don't make great movies. What's interesting is the director has come out and said, look, we hear the feedback, we're going to make some changes.
0: Yeah, they're going to completely movie. redesign Sonic. They said they're from well, the ground up. I, I don't up. see it's, how they can do that. The movie,
1: the movie comes out in six months, and, and they've got a, a, a CG character as the main component of the movie. I don't see how that can be done not without throwing a huge colossal amount of money at it. And well, this is given the part what they've that- got so far, why would you throw a huge amount of money in it? I mean, it, the thing's already kind of tanked because of the bad bad publicity.
0: Yeah. I, this is the only aspect of the story in this movie that I'm interested in, is what can they do in six months to try to at least save the, the look of this character? Um, I Look, I, I get you want to take a creative license and, and do something neat, and make this movie as best as you can, even though we all kind of expect it's going to be garbage. Um, I, I don't think that's the point, though. For me, the point is, what can you do from a tech standpoint to maybe save some of this? That's an interesting story.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think it's... I, I don't think even if they do the most perfect job ever, converting the no. character to something that people accept, it's going to save the movie, because basically the, the narrative is already written now. Every critic who reviews this movie is going to panic no matter what they do because they say well of course you know they had to make last minute changes because the trailer was so awful yeah. i mean that narrative is there I and mean, you most journalists are not going to be able to resist that Mm-mm. um and they're certainly going to mention it no matter how good they think the movie is and let's face it, it <laughs> from the trailer it looks like the look of the character is not the only problem here
0: so in really sad news um earlier in the week we got news that Peter Mayhew who played Chewbacca in the Star Wars movie passed away this yeah. really saddened me David I was I, I can't tell you how bummed out I was when I saw that
1: well you know this this, this man has been a, uh, a kind of a mainstay of our our lives for you know since we were kids because Star Wars is insanely popular and let's face it Chewbacca is one of the most popular characters in the franchise and, it, yeah. and, it, and all, almost probably the most critic-proof character in the franchise because, you know, it doesn't matter what you feel about Star Wars. Most people recognize who Chewbacca is and most people don't have a bad thing. They might go, oh, Luke, Luke Skywalker's so hokey or, you know, uh, Han Solo's such a caricature or, you know, the, all the female characters in, in the movie are... You know, are just there for window dressing or whatever. All sorts of criticisms you might have had of Star Wars over the years before you even get into the prequels and all of that. But nobody's ever had a bad word to say about Chewie. No. And part a part of that is because of you know whatever you say about the way those movies put together, the way that this this man Peter Mayhew, who was over seven foot tall, played Chewbacca. Yeah, he, he the, the the thing that always got me about Chewbacca is he had these most despite the fact he's a big kind of scary hulking creature in one way. He has these incredibly soft, expressive eyes. And even though you've never understood a word of his dialogue, you always kind of know what he was thinking and what he was acting. And that was because of the performance that Peter Mayhew brought. Uh, Absolutely. And so you almost feel like, you know, the guy. And the and yep. word, word is he was a very much kind of a gentle giant sort of man.
0: It so, was he was Chewy, and yeah. I know that he didn't play it in the last in the solo movie and in the last Star Wars movie. The, yeah,
1: because he was uh, he was ill. Unfortunately, being yeah. that tall is not good for your health. Yeah, no. Um, it, you know, humans aren't designed to be that big, and it, no. it took. A, apparently, he spent his last few years in an awful lot of pain from um, you know just the wear and tear his body did to itself over years.
0: The, um, you know, the thing is with with Peter Mayhew. Um, a lot of people don't know this. He spent a lot of time in character going to children's hospitals and stuff back when we thought the movies had run their course when they weren't, you know, in the public consciousness anymore. I'm talking in the, you know, the, the late eighties, early nineties. Yeah. He, he was Chewbacca and, um, he used that popularity to bring joy to other people. And, you know, I'm sure that he wished he would have had bigger roles in other movies and stuff like that. And he had a, a full career as an actor. He didn't. He was Chewy. That's what Peter Mayhew did. Yeah. Um, it was just really sad to see.
1: It is. And, uh, you know, we unfortunately we're approaching the age now when a lot of these a lot of these actors are going to are, we're going to lose them because, you know, they, they're they getting to that age now. And well, um, we've
0: lost so we- Carrie Fisher uh yep. we uh, baker who played r 2D2 yeah kenny baker uh now peter yep. mayhew so i mean yeah. the seminal movie that meant so much to you and i we've lost three of the main people who who brought that to life
1: but you know say one what if you want about peter mayhew and and yeah i accept what you say about his career and the fact that he he basically ended up his career on one character you know and you know he, he he apparently was quoted as saying you know i didn't have to audition for that role all i had to do was stand up and as soon as george lucas saw me he said that's he that's chewbacca you know yeah
0: because
1: he he wanted somebody who was big and gangly and thin but you know rather than just kind of phone it in the guy made the role his own yep. and you know what he will be remembered for probably hundreds of years and i agree he, and his performance is enjoyed for hundred years and that's not a bad tribute to a career, no. whatever whatever you know artistic satisfaction you might get out of it. And the fact is, he kept doing it. He could have turned around when they came to to do the uh, to do the next series and go, you know what, I'm done with that now. Um, that I don't do that anymore. You know, sickly as he was older and he was in pain, and that sort of thing. And now he jumped to the chance to be Chewbacca again.
0: Absolutely, because he was chewy. Yeah, and I don't want to take anything away from the new actor, but. And he did a, an admirable job, but he learned how to be Chewy from Peter Mayhew. Yeah. Peter Mayhew gave him lessons on, you know, the way to move and the head movements and the walk. And he he taught this guy how to be Chewy. And yeah. that actor, even before Peter Mayhew passed, gave all the praise in the world to Peter Mayhew and his coaching. And he, he was on the set with to help him. And, you yeah. know. That's the kind of guy Peter Mayhew was here. He's training his replacement. Yeah. Think about that in your own job. Would you want to have to train your replacement? I don't think most people would really want to do that. (laughs) And, and Peter Mayhew did it with grace and dignity. Yeah. So, um, let's, uh, move on. We do want to thank our sponsor, Otherworld Computing. Uh, You know, David, a lot of people have, um, portables. And by portables, I mean MacBooks. And mm-hmm. the batteries are going to eventually die on those MacBooks. So one of the companies that OWC owns is NewerTech. They've owned NewerTech for many years. And I remember doing install video, voiceovers, and editing on how to install some of these batteries. I mean, on some of them, they were kind of you, – you've – lift two little things and the battery pops out that's not the case on the current macbooks that are out there in the macbook pros so if you need to replace your battery not only can you go to owcmaxsales.com and pick up a battery from newer tech they actually have the install videos right there so you can see how to do it yourself because some of these are quite complex and can be daunting for people
1: yeah so it's good if you've got a video to refer to to uh, in particularly if you get that that stuck bit where all of a sudden you don't recognize what instructions you're reading, and want you to do to actually watch somebody do it is uh, much more helpful.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, folks, spoilers. This is the point where if you have not seen Avengers Endgame, it's time to stop listening, go watch the movie, and then you can come back and join David and I for this discussion. Yeah, um, just one. But we're not. Yeah. We're not, not, not going to hide anything, anything from you.
1: Yeah, we've got, we've got to say it as it is, because what we're going to talk about is directly related to the end of the movie and what happens there. And um, it's going to kind of bum you out if you find out about it ahead of time. So,
0: Absolutely. You this is want- a movie that you don't want spoilers. Yeah. I personally avoided spoilers like crazy before this movie came out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I yeah. didn't want to know anything. And I was successful in that. I didn't know anything. And I'm glad I didn't, because it is impactful. So, to start this, though, David, I kind of want to go back in time a little bit. Um, People are listening to TechFan, and they've heard us talking about the Marvel movies and other geeky movies, Star Wars, and stuff like that. But, you know, Star Wars was my introduction to science fiction. And superheroes, by and large, I think, are more science fiction and fantasy combined than anything else. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, you have a lot of science fiction in comic books, but you also have a lot of um, the mythology of different religions and, and all kinds of stuff is in comic books. I mean, it's such a broad category, but comic books meant a lot to me growing up. Now I was the only child uh, and I spent a lot of time alone and Comic books were something that I remember. I've got a terrible memory on some stuff, David. I really do. But I remember the very first time I discovered comic books. Um, My mom couldn't drive after a while. She had had a stroke right after I was born. And um, that's a whole different story. But I remember walking with her up to a place called Alexander Drugstore. Mm-hmm. And, uh, this is kind of an old fashioned type of drugstore. They had a counter where you can get real cherry Coke, for instance. Um, you know, it's, it's a right aid, if you will, before right aid existed. Right. But they had, um, a spindly metal rack with comic books on it, brand new comic books. So I, I was getting an allowance at that point. I think it was probably two or three bucks if that. And I remember going to Alexander drugstore going in and mom saying that, you know, I've got my two fifty or whatever it was and I could buy whatever I wanted with that money. And I didn't know what to buy. I was young. I was like eight years old Mm. and i discovered comic books at Alexander drugstore and I bought probably four comics. And I remember one of them was the Hulk. I remember that one very distinctly. Um, I thought he was just this muscle bound monster looked cool. Yeah. And we did a lot of camping back then. And we had this little pop-up camper that my parents would open up. It technically was my grandmother's camper, but we would open it up in our side yard and let it air out like a week before we'd go camping. Yeah. Otherwise it was musty and nasty. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it smelled like wet canvas and it was hot in there. But if it was in my yard, that was my fort. Right. So I remember coming back from Alexander's on a summer day, going into that camper, laying on one of the beds and reading those comics. And the first one I read was The Hulk. And it, it was uh, eye-opening for me. So when you and I are talking about these movies, it's not just a movie to me. This was my childhood. And, and I'm seeing things on the screen now. And I, I could probably speak for you on this that we never thought we would ever see, or no. if we did, it would be really cheesy, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I remember, amazing. I remember watching the uh, in nineteen seventy nine the first Superman movie, and at the time, that was an amazing achievement. It was. You know was. what? It didn't age. It didn't age well, um, and um, you know they kind of embraced that. It became the, as they went on, it became more and more campy, more and more silly. Um, and it really took it really took the birth of the of the MCU, the Marvel Comic Universe, to uh, cinematic universe to kind of bring these fantastical characters, but ground them in a, a reality that yep. um, that we never thought we'd we'd see. I mean, with the, you know, the, at the level,
0: a, yes, The Dark Knight was yeah. impressive, but you could have took Batman completely out of The Dark Knight and it still would have worked. Yeah. Yeah. But the MCU movies that's just it's it's amazing what they uh, accomplished. Yeah. And
1: they and they've taken something that you know, the the beauty of the original Iron Man film was that you almost did believe it was real because it yes. was so grand reality. And over time they've brought in magic, they've brought in sorcery, they brought in mystical stuff, they brought in cosmic stuff and they've now reached the point with these movies where you can bring all of that onto the screen at the same time and you completely nothing by it. Um, and and the beauty of Endgame is is that this has allowed they re- I mean Endgame is the best title because this wasn't just the end of a phase this wasn't just the uh, the end of, of the story they start with the first movie this was literally a culmination of everything the mcu has done and it was all there on the screen and because these characters are now so rounded and well fulfilled out there were large port there's large portion of this movie that are just character moments just people talking to each other yeah and yes one of the guys talking might have a huge a mystical um, cosmic cosmic four jacks but he's still a guy just talking to somebody and he's still a guy in pain and having problems and, you know, and, and, and that they it, the it fact was... that they – go on. Sir.
0: Yeah, you're glitching out so bad I can't hear anything you're right, saying, David, okay. I'll be honest with you.
1: So uh, for me, what was amazing about this is they did not shy away from the impact of what happened in the previous film. Half the universe has been vaporized away and they, they went – they spent a good – portion of the movie and they didn't cheap out by rolling it back at the end going what would that mean to people what would it do to people what would it do to the people who tried to stop this how would they feel afterwards and and i thought that was just i I was stunned by that as a story making decision as soon as i saw the text on the screen five years later i thought wow what a bold move
0: and the thing about jumping ahead five years is things have changed in five years. People were born. Tony Stark has a daughter, so it can't, they can't just go back and change history because then his daughter's never born. And you can't do that. You can't establish this character, his daughter, in just a few scenes, putting her to bed, um, that sort of thing. You you can't, you can't wipe out her existence just to bring Spider-Man back. So for them to the movie plot of course is they go back in time they get the gems they bring everybody back but they bring them back now in in the present yeah and and that was so incredibly uh, brave for them to do yeah and and they have to figure out the paradoxes that hey if you change the past um, you don't change the future you just create an alternate timeline and you do that every single time you make a change uh, there are some big holes in this movie, obviously, but it, it was such an incredibly brave thing to do, and I think the effects of that is going to be felt for a long time. In fact, there's supposed to be a new Spider-Man trailer dropping this Monday Yeah, that's going to have spoiler warning in front of it. Yeah, if you haven't exactly. seen Avengers Endgame, don't watch this trailer, because, because obviously this movie, Far From Home, takes place after Endgame, so a bunch well, not, of Peter Parker's not, classmates are dusted.
1: And I, I believe, um, from what I've read, is that actually it it literally starts moments after the end of Endgame. I mean, it's not it's not like you know. Well, here's what happened when he went back home. It's because obviously he's going to go back to Aunt May, and he's been gone for five years.
0: Well, has she you been know. gone too? Well, well, and, we and if she's been gone where's their apartment do they even have an apartment to go live in uh, well
1: it, look these are these are these are some of the plot holes that people have now been started pointing out saying well you know the earth would not have been able to cope with the sudden influx of new people of people who have who've been gone for five years and and all of this sort of thing you know what it, it is it is what it is i think within the bounds of the fact that we're telling both a uh, kind of a undo un, undo a cliffhanger plus also they were using time travel to do it i think they were so remarkably constrained in yes. how they in how they, there aren't there is no there is no kind of the, the 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 term is deus ex machina you know there's no like kind of magic solution at the end of the movie to fix everything which is no. what you normally get in these yep. no you know what stuff has happened and stuff has still happened and um the fact that they didn't use time travel to undo it and and in fact then justified that they said well you can't you know they so the uh, what the ancient one says you you know you can't just take these gems away out of time that ruins everything and so they have to put them back which means that everything has to be as it was nothing can be undone
0: and, and, and that's an incredibly hard corner to paint yourself into as writers and and movie makers
1: yeah but they pulled it off <laughs> that's the the amazing thing about it is they pulled it off you get to the end of the movie you don't feel short-changed you don't feel well that that was stupid why didn't they just do this? You know, How, yes, how you did
0: how do they do this, David? Seriously, I mean, if you go back ten years, it's actually it's been eleven, but ten years of the Marvel movies coming out now. How are the hell did they pull this off? This has got to be some of the best filmmaking, planning, foreshadowing of all time. No, no studio has ever pulled off. Anything uh, of this magnitude, some people say, Oh star wars, no, it's not even close
1: well you, you could, um, with Star Wars as a good example, you could particularly argue that the, um, the with uh, the force awakens and then and then um, the last jedi they kind of went all over the map in terms of what they were doing right they had, you could yeah. tell they had no planning at yeah. all
0: yeah. and and for them to pull this off. it's a it's a feat that i i've never seen
1: no i because you come out the movie completely lostly satisfied with everything that's happened you know the losses that happen the uh the growth that's happened the the fact the outcomes that happen the facts that some people are gone and are not coming back you kind of buy it all and um to do that in a movie where you have a set of magic stones that can do anything you want to do and yet you still buy the outcomes as it was is is just an amazing piece of storytelling and every character in this movie had had a, a moment every action in this movie kind of made sense for each of the individual characters they kind of drew all that together and actually made these people convincing and their responses to the situations they were in convincing yeah you know Ant-Man's going to come back he's missed the five years um, and he's going to be all enthusiastic well we've got to do something we've got to do something and everyone else is tired everyone else is beaten down Thor is kind of lost his way Um, you know the Black Widow is kind of just holding things together barely and um, you know Steve Rogers Captain America doesn't know what to do Yeah, and and Iron Man has given up. He's decided to go and take the things he wants out of life and screw everything else because he tried and he failed. So to bring all of that together and actually make it cohesive and it works, and also they have the new character, Captain Marvel, who we kind of all thought was going to come in and save the day, and she doesn't. No. She she helped, but she doesn't. And the reason they give for that, and they have to keep saying it over and over again, is again it makes sense it's like well yeah you know what there's a lot of stuff out there and there's nobody else around except me to do it because you guys are here it's
0: yeah well i I just wanted to mention something in here that i think a lot of people are missing when they're discussing this movie and what marvel's accomplished here in a lot of movies and the last jedi is a prime example that rian rian johnson is that how you say his name, Ryan? Ryan, I think. Ryan. Yeah. Ryan Johnson had his um, his thoughts and his opinions, and the movie he wanted to craft, and it's his story and all that. Um, Marvel didn't do that, and what I mean what I mean by that is Marvel understands their fans, and there's so much fan service. Now, some people may look at that as a negative. I don't. There is so much fan service in this movie. Sam, or um, yeah, Sam coming through uh, the portal at the end and saying "On your left" hmm. uh, is a direct callback, and that's fan service. It, they do that over and over in this movie. Um, when Tony yep. Stark's father Howard is getting into the car, the butler is Jarvis. It's the same guy yep. who played Jarvis in the Peggy Carter series. Exactly. Um, it's it's little things like this. That the stewards of this universe, Kevin Feige and his crew, are telling directors this is going to be in there, that yeah, but this the, is I a think collaborative that, effort, that I think, I think they that's respect the, the fans.
1: Yeah, I think that I think that's the emphasis. Though is that it 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 is a collaboration. I think what's happened on the Star Wars franchise is it's not a collaboration. People have their own ideas and they go and start to realise them, and then the studio comes down and says, "No, we don't agree with this."
0: Right, and, and that's, that's because so they, they have no them. leadership. That's worth. Yeah, a damn. That,
1: because the, and they make them change it, and it it yep. spoils the movies. Yes. You know, and sometimes it gets pulled off, sometimes it doesn't. Whereas the difference here is, is, it's perfectly clear that Marvel's creative team have sat down with the makers of these movies, and by that, I'm including the actors.
0: Yeah, and the it's, actors it's, and the writers and the directors. Well, yeah,
1: it's well, it's well documented that quite a few of, of, for instance, of Tony Stark's beats have been improvised by Robert Downey Jr. and, and even the fact that he decided at the be- he he improvised at the be- and the the end of the first movie, the whole I am Iron Man thing, where he just drops the cards and and announces it to the world and marvel embraced that and they said you know what that that's what the character would do so let's go with that and now Mm. that influences the very end of this movie 22 movies later
0: yes you know actually they they said that that wasn't going to be in infinity wars somebody came up with that because they wanted they didn't know if they wanted tony to have any kind of reply to thanos he didn't at first yeah um but that's the idea, and they went and reshot that scene with Robert Downey Jr. where he said, "You know, I, I am, and then Iron Man," um, yeah. because it's a direct callback. Yeah. Now, some people may be wondering, hey, what's the deal with the the name of this episode of Tech Fan? You call it Cheeseburgers. <laughs> well, at the end of the very first Iron Man, when Tony—well, it's not the end; it's actually in the middle of it. Yeah, um, he he is he rescues himself from the terrorists and they go get him out of the desert. They fly him in. There's going to be a big press conference. Right. And and what is that? Yeah, that's it. And yep. what's, what does Tony say? He wants and cheeseburgers. Happy,
1: yeah. He says to happy Hogan, he says, says before we go anywhere, I want cheeseburgers. And, yes. um, you and know. they
0: get Burger King and he's yeah. eating cheeseburgers as he goes in and you know, basically tells the, the the world Stark International is no longer going to be a weapons manufacturer. Exactly. Yeah. You know, he saw the 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 errors of his ways, and, and what happens at the end of Avengers movie?
1: Yeah. So um, Happy sat down with uh, with Morgan, Tony Stark's daughter. And he asks how she's doing. And, uh, and then he says, Are you hungry? She says, Yes, yeah, I'd like cheeseburgers. And he says, yeah. he says, He says, I'll get you a cheeseburger. I'll get you all the cheeseburgers you ever want. Which is, you know, yeah, you, you're, my, you're my friend's daughter, and I always look after you. And I recognize that, you know, th- that you are his daughter, and that's the sort of
0: thing he would have wanted.
1: Um, and that it's, is it's really the, the biggest moment.
0: fan service. It's huge. Yeah. I think it might be one of my favorite moments in that movie when she says she wants cheeseburgers. Oh, yeah! It, it kills you. You are like, oh my god, what great yeah. filmmaking that they're calling back a moment from eleven years. And uh, which we you would think was almost an insignificant movie moment when you first see that in the first Iron Man movie. You are like, well, there is paid endorsement from Burger King right there.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. he's
0: clearly holding a Burger King bag. Exactly. So that's exactly. the only reason that's in there. But no, it's not. They, they bring a, even more weight to that moment 11 years later the exactly. in a movie that made $2 billion. A,
1: in a scene that in the first movie was, you know, kind of came across as just a throwaway thing. Yeah. And they turn it into an incredibly poignant moment that sums, sums the man who's just sacrificed himself for the universe up in in, yes. in, in one set of lines. Uh, and, and the reason why he did, I mean, nobody would have thought at the beginning of this movie that Tony Stark would be the one saying, well, we're not going to undo all of this. Yeah, we've got to keep right. it as it is. You know, that's completely odds with his character, which was always about well, let's fix it. I can use technology to fix it. Um, and and he's he's learned that that's not always the best thing to do. And and you know, the other thing I love with this as well is that obviously we knew that a lot of the uh, earlier phase characters were going to leave for contractual reasons. Yeah, um, we knew that Chris Evans was kind of done with Captain America. Mm, yeah. Well, we, we kind of it, – it, he certainly wasn't going to be, you know, like a lead character anymore. Um, and we, th- we kind of thought the assumption would be, well, you know, it's quite a few people are not going to survive this movie. And a couple, yeah. of the, a couple of them didn't survive. But you know what? They didn't kill off Captain America, even though that was the obvious thing to do, if you know the comics. Yeah. yeah? And instead what they did is they actually gave him the thing he's been searching for through the last five movies. Yeah. They gave it to him and then they handed over the character in a way that kind of just is very is is so poignant and so real and so um deserving of what that character's been through, rather than just, you know, oh yeah, it's bad luck and he gets takes a thunder shot at the end.
0: Yeah, he he gets his happily ever after. Yeah. And that you know, to to end this movie in the late forties with Captain America dancing with his one true love, ugh yeah it killed me i'm like oh my god well, not,
1: not only that this is you know even more than tony stark this was the man who's basically always given up everything for everybody else yep. right right from his first character arc and at the end he decides you know what now it's time for me to get something out of this and and it you know it works and it means that the yeah the character is not just killed off and memorialized um and because too much of that would have been wrong if they'd have killed three or four of the characters off to end you know they if they'd have you know, done something to Thor, and then killed off Captain America, killed off Tony Stark as well. Yeah, then people were going, "Oh, you know, yeah, it was a bit of a downer at the end." And they said it's it's far more uplifting.
0: You know, there were a lot of Marvel movies <clears throat> over the last ten years, twenty-two of them. <clears throat> Excuse me, and not all of them focused. Oh, by the way, did in the funeral scene? Oh, it's not really a funeral, but you know what I mean. Yep. Um, where they they kind of pull in towards each group of characters yeah. that they're all there which was an amazing shot and it yeah. wasn't CGI they all were there for that scene
1: yeah
0: um i i they show this young teenager
1: yeah and everyone's going who the hell's that
0: yeah you know who that was right
1: no i don't know i, don't, I still not figured out
0: that was Enlighten. the kid in iron man 3 wow yeah
1: oh i didn't i didn't know i didn't spot that
0: yeah i did wonder who in, it was but yeah, because it's all those years later. That's the kid. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's course. in Iron Man 3. That's trying to help Tony, you know, save the day but also kind of get him over his post-traumatic syndrome. I mean,
1: yeah. I I think in the, the first 22 the movies, the, the one the, um, character
0: that really stands out is the character who started all that that is Iron Man, Tony Stark. Yeah. He you know, he is the most and we talked about this in the first Iron Man. You don't like Tony Stark at first. He's an arrogant playboy weapons guy. He's just a jerk off. But in this movie, they bring that character to a close. He saves everybody. Yeah. Um, But he was not unscathed through this whole thing. Yeah. After the first Avengers movie, you see what he's going through in Iron Man 3. And, you know, he's, he's massively suffering from, you know post-traumatic stress syndrome. Yeah. Um, And he still overcomes it all to save everybody, including the people that were born after the snap. Well, not everybody. Vision's still dead. Uh, Black Widow is still dead. Not everybody survives, but as as it should be, not everyone should have survived. Um, Yeah. It's an incredibly um, attention to detail that that kid is in that scene. Yeah, and a lot of people don't even know because people are like, "Who the hell's that?"
1: No, well, I, well, uh, that that was exactly my thought, and then I kind of, you know, I kind of let it go. But uh, I, I did wonder at the time. But um,
0: yeah, doesn't it make it even better now that you know that that's oh, the case from does. Iron Man three? Of course You're it like, does. Oh absolutely. my god, yeah. talk about fan service! I mean, yeah, the, ugh, so well done, and my hats are off to the people at Marvel Studios. And they're not done. It's not like, no. well, that was the Marvel experience and we're going to reboot everybody now and break it all. No, it's going to continue. And yeah. I'm incredibly excited to see where they take it. You know, with the Disney Plus stuff, With I know they're doing Vision and Scarlet Witch. Well, Vision's dead, so I don't know. Uh, Black Widow's getting a movie. She died, so I, I don't know. Um, Captain America and Peggy Carter are going to have a thing on... Uh, Disney Plus, at least a what-if. They've already confirmed that. What if Peggy Carter was the one that got the Super Soldier serum and not Steve Rogers? Yeah. That sounds incredibly amazing. I I can't wait to see that. Falcon and Winter Soldier are getting their own thing. Is that going to be Winter Soldier teaching the Falcon how to be Captain America?
1: Well, yeah. This is it. I mean... as as great, obviously anybody who follows the comics knows, knows that Sam be, does become Captain America, uh, yeah. and the Winter Soldier becomes Captain America for a time as well. Um, but of course, you know Sam in the in the move, movie universe doesn't have the super serum, so we immediately start thinking, okay, well that's well know, he doesn't
0: incredible. in the comics either,
1: right? Yeah, but that's that. Incredibly, you start thinking, as good as he is, that's a, that's a tall order, <laughs> you know. So how yeah. are we going to deal
0: with that? It's uh. You know, there are there are little things in here that I read online that people have problems with. Like, well, how come they couldn't take Thanos out quick when he didn't have the Infinity Gauntlet? I mean, at that point, he's just a big, strong dude, right? Well, Thanos' Hulk lover, powerful, without the Infinity Gauntlet. Thanos' truly one of the most powerful beings in the galaxy even Uh, without the infinity gauntlet Uh,
1: and 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 not only that but he had this horrible knack as they well well knew of getting the infinity gauntlet back while it exists you know that that is that is the problem that's the reason why tony had to get rid of him because basically until you do that he's always going to win he as he said i am inevitable yeah and that's why you had to get rid of him. But they, again, you know, you could then say, oh, well, well, he had the Infinity Gauntlet. Did he have to snap him away, which would mean, which would kill him? Couldn't he have used some of the stones to beat Thanos? And, but that, that's the problem. He recognised that uh, beating Thanos in that battle wasn't going to win the war. It was never going to win right. the war while Thanos existed. And the only solution was, and that was what Doctor Strange said to him back in the first movies, this is the only way. Yeah, that's exactly what, they they kind of had that unspoken moment with each other when Tony realizes the only way to stop Thanos is to make him not exist
0: anymore. It you it know? was... Uh, I, I got to say, it, it's I have to watch it more times. I've seen it twice, David, I'll be honest. I've seen it yeah. two times now. Um, it was just as good the second time, if not better. I, yeah. Lebowski Thor alone is worth a second <laughs> viewing. I mean... Talk about incredibly brave. Think about this. This guy is ripped. You yeah. know, he's he's making the cover of Sexiest Man Alive and all that kind of stuff. And he spends almost the entire part of this movie a very depressed fat guy now. Uh, you know, he eats cheese. <laughs> like scene says, cheese whiz. What they did with the Hulk. They made him the Peter David Smart Hulk. That was... yeah incredibly brave they changed so many of these characters i loved the hulk character as an intelligent guy oh yeah mark ruffalo really came out in the role it was so yeah it was it was really it was really really well
1: done and again yeah chris hemsworth they recognize from work he's done during these uh, other work he's done during these movies that he actually has an incredible comic talent and he they does. use that for this movie to make Thor the comic relief. You know, the, he poor old, the he's gone from being a god to the poor old sad dude who can't cope with life. And yeah. um, and they pull
0: it off and in a way. And he's the that- one that ends Thanos the first time. Think about yeah. it. And we're going into this movie knowing that we're going to have this big confrontation with Thanos and the heroes will win. We know the heroes are going to win at the end of this movie. Within the first 20 minutes, Thor chops Thanos' head off. You're like, well, wait, this is a three-hour movie. We're 20 minutes in and Thanos yeah. is dead that was amazing. Yep. And then, you yep. know, nope, they bring him back. It, there there was so much to like about this that I I can't criticize yet anything about this movie other than I want to see it more. I want more of it. I want a 4-hour cut of this movie. I, I, I it sounds crazy. I want a 4-hour cut of this movie. I want to watch mm. Infinity War and Endgame as one long movie. I want yeah. that cut. And you could do it easy. Yeah,
1: yeah, you yes, absolutely could, and um, like a long director's cut, the two of them mashed together would be awesome.
0: Oh, it was—it's my hats off to Marvel and Kevin Faggy and the Russo brothers and the entire cast. This
1: is—they
0: yeah. brought the the excitement and the sense of wonder when I was eight or nine years old in that camper, smelling the the drying cannabis and it was too hot and and smelling the comic book and, and experiencing that for the first time, they brought that level of excitement and suspension of disbelief to the screen. And I never thought I would see it fulfilled in the way they did. And they never compromised. I'm not saying every Marvel movie is great. They're not. And I'm not just giving them props because I'm a Marvel um, or comic book guy. Uh, I'm not it was just amazing
1: yeah and all of that what you just said about what it how it moved you as a person
0: that's going to be worth 2 billion dollars in anybody's book absolutely they can have yeah. they get my money Yep. you know and at the end of the day it's a business they're here to make profit and i don't begrudge anybody for making money but when you do such a good job when you go above and beyond when you can bring out a jaded guy like me, almost 50 years old, you can bring out the kid in me again for three hours. Although I did miss the um, Black Widow death scene in the movie the first time because I had to pee. Um, <laughs> I, I came in actually right as uh, she's holding on to Clint and she kicks off. I saw that part. so But yeah. I didn't know how they got there. I was like, what oh, right. the hell happened? Um, I kind of figured it out. I was like, okay, they're they're probably fighting each other and who's going to sacrifice themselves Mm because that's their characters. And I was right. Um, ah, I mean, there's so much more to talk about in this movie. We could do podcasts on the Marvel uh, superheroes and stuff instead of Fan three times a week, and I still won't have enough time to talk about it all. It's just that good
1: sure was and uh, you know tying it back to what we were talking about at the beginning of the show is that um, all of this means good things for Disney Plus because these people are behind these shows that are going to come on Disney Plus as well as the movies being there as well um, I'm just opening my wallet that's yeah, all I'm doing <laughs> it's like, open like, my wallet let's ring up Disney now and say, say just release it to us early hey I have my money now well, I'll pay you double
0: and, and, think about this David we've got the Fantastic Four coming mm-hmm. we've got the X-Men coming galagus Silver Surfer, there's so many char- mainstream characters that in the right hands and those characters have never been in the right hands. Although there are some good X-Men movies. Logan is brilliant. That's yeah. that is another one that is just amazing. Yeah, um, Logan is brilliant, but you know the majority of the
1: rest of them aren't.
0: No. No. They yeah. still haven't done a Fantastic 4 properly. Um yeah so this brings an end to this phase of, although I kind of got a feeling that maybe the next Spider-Man is really going to bring it to a close Yeah. because it's immediate aftermath. Um, There's so much more coming and I am on board with it all. I I, I hope Warner brothers and DC is paying attention. Um, We never talked about Shazam. I don't know if you've seen Shazam. I have
1: seen Shazam. I have seen Uh, Shazam and I enjoyed it actually. Uh, I really like Shazam.
0: That is how DC should go. That was yeah. the the blueprint of making a good DC superhero movie. I really, yeah. really liked it. It could almost fit into Marvel, and that's a big compliment because they're just they're doing it right. And I just want to see these other characters that I loved growing up: Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. Well, Wonder Woman was pretty good too, um, yeah. and I'm really looking forward to hers set in the '80s. That's going to be good. Yeah, um, I want to see more of this stuff. I do. And I know some people are like, oh, superheroes, I'm sick of superheroes, I'm sick of Star Wars. Fine, don't go see them. But you know yeah. what? Avengers just made $2 billion, so I think I'm probably in the majority here. Yeah. I've never seen it's any okay. Game of Thrones. <laughs> Shut up. I don't care that you don't like it. I don't yeah, care that you think that. you're high Game and th- mighty. And- yeah, Game of Thrones is finishing. You know there's going to be a
1: Game of Thrones prequel movie at some point in the future.
0: Think about this This year's... Uh, this is... Avengers Endgame is the perfect name because yep. it's the end of this, this you're going to see another Avengers movie that's not, but this is the end of Tony Stark and the first 10 years was really his story um, so that's an end uh, you're going to see the end of Game of Thrones that's ending in three more episodes um, I, I do have a problem with the last one but I, I would like to have seen it uh, I don't know if you watch Game of Thrones or not.
1: Uh, I am not up to date on Game of Thrones, so uh, the
0: last I, episode was this giant battle that you've been waiting forever I, for. I heard and it was before. so freaking yeah. dark; I couldn't tell. Ugh, I was so ticked off. Um, so that's ending, and the at the end of the year, December, we get the end of the Skywalker saga with Star Wars. There's going to be more uh, Star Wars figure or uh, movies, no question. But that's ending. So Endgame, we're getting a lot of endings. And uh, the future couldn't be more bright. Uh, But we're not ending, and we'll be back next week. And uh, I'll see you then, David. See you then.